Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Secluded Thoughts. As usual, I appreciate you stopping by yet again. And if you like the show, please don't forget to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. Um, It would really help me out. I'd really appreciate it. And overall, yeah, I I just wanted to thank you for coming back. I will say that I have been mainly focusing on creating episodes more than my stats or anything. And I checked the app that I use to publish episodes. I use Anchor. And I noticed that I had way more listeners that I thought I would have by now. And that's truly amazing. Like I only know about four people who listen to my podcast. Um, I'm not sure if other people I know listen. If they do, they haven't told me, but I only know four people who listen to my podcast. And when I checked the app, it said that I had about 15. That may not sound like a big deal, but it's actually a very big deal to me because I, 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 I just, I don't even know. Like I genuinely try to help people. I try to be transparent because I don't see a lot of that. And if you come back every week and you listen, I just wanted to take some time to say that I really appreciate you listening. It really does mean a lot to me. And yeah, I just wanted to take some time to thank you. I really appreciate that. I almost got emotional, y'all. Like, I'm not even joking. I almost got emotional. I was like, oh my God, 15 people listen to me. Like, 15 people have listened to all of my episodes. Like all of my episodes have gotten at least, I think between 15 to 20 plays and it's still April. Like I published my first episode in April and it's still April and I already have, uh, gosh, I don't even remember now, but it was somewhere between 30 and 50 
um, total listens on the three episodes that I have published. And honestly, y'all, it literally means the world to me. Like, like, I know I wanted to grow the podcast, obviously, but I was just publishing episodes and trying to be consistent and I wasn't paying attention to the numbers and I was just hoping that, you know, it could help maybe at least one person and to see that so many people listen and continue to play it and I have more than one play, which was me <laughs> initially, like that really, it really warms my heart, guys. So I just wanted to take some time to thank you for tuning in. And today's episode is going to be a bit more on the vulnerable side. Um, yeah, I know in the past it's usually been either helpful, somewhat educational, and a bit triggering. But today it might be triggering in a different way. Maybe because of what you may have been going through or have gone through in the past, if you can relate, or maybe just because you know me personally and you just can't even think about seeing me at that point. Um, yeah, it's going to be a bit emotional. I mean, I don't think I will be emotional talking about it because it was a long time ago and thankfully I got over it. But I actually hesitated when I thought about publishing this episode because I have only told maybe one or two people in my life about, you know, this experience that I've had. And it was people who I think probably knew me at the time when I was going through it or or maybe not. I'm not even sure. I I just know I haven't really, I've never really opened up to people about times where I've felt at my lowest. And I thought it might be useful to share because it could possibly help somebody who is going through the same thing. So the only reason I'm doing this is to hopefully help somebody um, I will say, you probably already know what I'm talking about based on the title, but I will say, um, just as a disclaimer, just to formally give you a disclaimer, if you get, you know, triggered when people talk about or mention depression or suicide, then you might want to click off of this episode. I won't necessarily be going in depth about that, but I'll just like briefly touch on it. Like I'll just briefly mention my experience dealing with that. So I just want to say that, you know, I'm not a medical professional or anything like that. I am in no way diagnosing anybody or I wasn't formally diagnosed myself with depression and I'm not giving any advice on what to do, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just talking about my experience and what I did. 
So without further ado, I'm going to talk about when I was at the worst point in my life and also how I was able to get over that and get through that and eventually have things fall into place and get to the point where I am now where I have a very positive mindset and I have a life of abundance, honestly. So let's get into it, shall we? So when I was 16 years old, I was at the worst point in my life and nobody knew. I went to school and I smiled all the time and I always made people laugh because it made me feel good making other people feel good, right? Or making other people laugh. But I was actually very miserable. Like I used to cry myself to sleep all the time. Like I used to cry pretty much every day during the week. And sometimes depending on how much or how hard I cried, my eyes would be swollen the next morning. And people started asking me what was wrong because my eyes would be swollen. And I would always lie and say, you know, I didn't get enough sleep and I'm really tired. And eventually when like two people asked me that, it kind of made me feel a little concerned that people would know that I wasn't happy. And I was at the point where if somebody had asked me what was wrong, like that simple question, like just somebody asking me what's wrong, is everything okay? I felt like that one thing would have made me crack and I would probably end up breaking down in front of them. Like that's where I was. I felt like just that simple thing, just somebody asking me and making me think about it on the spot, I would, I probably wouldn't be able to hide that and I would probably break down. So I got concerned when people were asking me, why are my eyes swollen? So I actually Googled it and I learned that if you put um, salt in warm water and you put it on a rag and you just like tap it or you dab it on your eye and just leave it on your eye for a while, it would help with the swelling. And eventually that's what I actually started doing in the morning. Like I would either do it after I woke up to get ready or sometimes I would wake up before everybody else so I can do it. So when my mom would come to wake me up, my eyes didn't look as swollen like, it's crazy to even think about it now, but I used to do a lot to try to hide it because I didn't want people to worry about me and I didn't want to break down in front of anybody. So crying all the time during the week wasn't working because I felt like I could only lie so much and tell people that I'm not sleeping before it just sounds like something was up right? 
So, and this sounds crazy, but I literally thought, okay, I need to try not to cry during the week and then postpone it to the weekend. So I thought basically I can stomach the way I was feeling throughout the week and then I would cry on Friday and Saturday nights because I didn't have to wake up for school the next day. And typically if it was a weekend, I would normally sleep in anyway so people wouldn't necessarily come wake me up or come look for me if it was like noon and I was still in bed because I just I always slept in when I was younger. So I thought, okay, I need to cry on the times when I don't have to go to school the next day and I don't have to see people in the morning the next day. So I actually tried holding everything in throughout the week and then crying on the weekend. And that didn't work either because during the week I would feel very overwhelmed. And I literally remember one time I was so overwhelmed because I hadn't cried and I hadn't basically released those emotions. So I pretended that I was sick in school so I could go to the sick room. And one time I pretended I was sick so I could go sit in the class with my head down at lunch because we weren't allowed in the class at lunch. So I I lied and I said I had cramps and I needed to go rest or something. And I just went and I cried in the class. So I realized the weekend thing wasn't working because I just had too many emotions that I had to somehow let out more often than two nights a week. And my current method just wasn't going to work. Now, you're probably wondering why, right? What was it that led me to such a low point in my life at such a young age? Now, truth be told, I don't remember every single thing. I remember that I could count it on two hands. And I only remember like three major issues and the rest, um, I guess it wasn't significant enough for me to remember at this point. And the main reason for that is because I got over these things. That's why I don't really remember. But I do remember at least the top three things were definitely terrible, but The why is not even what's important here. So I'm not going to go into detail about the why. If you're nosy, I'm sorry. But this episode is not necessarily about the why. It's about the what. Back to the story. So one day I just, I decided that my life wasn't worth living, right? Because I told you I was crying all the time. I was literally miserable and I didn't know how to tell anybody. And the thing is, it's not that I didn't have anybody to tell. It's more so I just didn't know how to open up to people and show that side of me. I didn't know how to ask for help or receive help. So I tried to deal with everything on my own and it wasn't working. And basically one day I decided that my life wasn't worth living. I was basically tired of crying all the time. And even more so, I was tired of 
having to pretend like everything was fine. Like it takes a lot of energy when you are really struggling to try to smile every day and make people happy and be the strong friend and be there for people and listen to their problems and make sure they can lean on you and you can be there for them when they need you and just be happy go merry all the time. Like I was trying to save face. I was trying to keep that mask on and I was miserable behind it. And I didn't know how to say anything. And I was just tired of living my life that way. Like I literally got to a point where I felt like if this is how I have to live my life every day, like if I have to wake up every day and feel like this, then I just don't want to wake up. So, you know, one day I literally, I, I literally almost committed suicide. Like I was very very close. Like I had a knife in my hand and I was, you know, I was about to slit my wrist and God intervened, y'all. God literally intervened. So what happened was as I was about to do what I was about to do, my mother knocked on my door and she didn't have anything to tell me. She just told me to come and sit, like come and sit next to her on her bed in her room. Like that's it. She just knocked on my door and she said, come and stay in my room with me or something like that. I don't remember exactly what she said, but that's basically what, that was basically the gist of it. She asked me to come sit next to her in her room. And you know, I, I was like, um, why, you know, cause I wasn't expecting her to knock. Like when she knocked, I had to like compose myself and wipe my tears and get my life together. Cause I wasn't expecting anybody to knock on my door and she knocked and she asked me to come in her room. And I was like, why, you know, like I didn't want to go. She was like, just come in my room. Right. I don't remember her exact words, but that was pretty much what the conversation was. She asked me to come in her room. I was like, why? And she said, just come in my room. So I put my phone away. I didn't actually, I didn't have my phone because I remember I deleted all of my social media right before that. And... I, I don't know, I was, I was like basically like preparing myself, you know, I tried to like talk myself out of it in the beginning, but then I was, I just, I almost gave in and she knocked on my door and then I went in her room and I sat there and I realized she didn't have anything to say to me. Like she had nothing to say to me. She was on her laptop doing something and the TV was on. I guess, but I wasn't really watching TV. She just asked me to come sit in her room. So I, I sat there for like maybe two or three minutes. And then I tried to leave because at that point, I was still going to finish what I had started, basically. And then I tried to leave and she was like, where are you going? 
And I was like, I'm going back to my room. And she was like, no. Like, like she wouldn't let me leave, right? So I went back and sat down on her bed. And then I tried to leave again after a while. And she was like, where are you going? So I lied and I said I was going to the bathroom. I didn't have to go to the bathroom, but my thoughts were I would go to the bathroom, maybe spend a few minutes when she would forget, and then I would try to like sneak back in my room. So I tried that. It didn't work. And she was like, you know, she asked me to come back in the room. So I I came back in the room. And I remember at that point when it was made clear that I wasn't allowed to go back in my room, it actually made me stop and think like, like that's when I, I started asking myself, like, did this happen because I was not meant to die? Like it, it didn't make any sense to me because she didn't have anything to say to me. She just asked me to come sit in her room and like do nothing. Like, she was busy. She was doing something, but she wouldn't let me leave her room. So back then I didn't, I wasn't very spiritual. I didn't, I believed in God, but I didn't really have a relationship with God. You know, like we didn't really know each other, you know, maybe he knew me, but I didn't really know him, you know? So I didn't really pray or anything. And I just, I considered myself to be agnostic, I think, at that point. Or I don't even know. I was very confused about, like, religion and spirituality back then. But for some reason, in that moment, I just kept thinking, like, I just felt like I should talk to God. Like, I felt like this was God, right? So I was sitting there thinking, like, God, was this an intervention? Like, did you make this happen because I wasn't supposed to die? Because why Why would my mother just ask me to come sit in her room and then not let me leave, but then not have anything to say to me? Like, that didn't make any sense. So because of that, because it didn't make sense, I was like, maybe this happened because I wasn't supposed to die today. And I just kept thinking, I was like, was this an intervention? And then eventually I got to the question of why, you know? I sat there and I tried my best to keep myself, you know, contained and not break down. But in my mind, I was thinking, okay, God, so let's say this was an intervention. If I wasn't meant to die, then why do I have to live like this? Like, why do I have to wake up every day and be miserable? If I'm supposed to be here, why does it, why does my life have to feel so unbearable? Like, why is this the life that I have? Like, I just kept asking myself these questions. Like, okay, if I wasn't meant to die, it's like, okay, because this is so weird, I'll take this as a sign that I shouldn't go and finish what I started. But what am I supposed to do in the meantime? Like, if this isn't my time, what am I supposed to do? Why do I have to live like this? So eventually the night came and I was released from prison. And fortunately, I had decided that I wasn't going to commit suicide. But I just stayed up all night 
asking myself these same questions like, why? What am I supposed to do? Why was I saved? Why am I here? Why is my life like this? And I cried a lot, like a lot. I probably stayed up for like hours crying and asking God to help me. I kept asking the same question. If I'm not supposed to die, then why am I here? And I cannot continue to live my life like this, feeling miserable. So help me heal. I kept asking why and I kept asking God to heal me. How do I heal? How do I get from where I am to a much better place? Like, how do I be happy? How do I change my life? Because I don't want to live if this is how I have to live. So now let's fast forward to the healing phase. I had absolutely no idea what to do to make myself feel better or get into a better like headspace or just frame of mind. I had absolutely no idea what to do. So I tried Googling and I felt like nothing was available. I kept Googling things like how to get over depression. I didn't know whether or not I was depressed because I never saw anybody. I was never diagnosed, but I believe that all in all, I showed signs of depression. Um, I was very isolated. I just, I just, I like, I was, I was a mess. Like I was seriously a mess and I was a mess for a very long time. Like a very, very, very long time, like probably about over a year. So I assumed that I was depressed and I tried Googling like how to heal depression and things like that. Like I really had no idea what to do. And Google honestly wasn't a lot of help. I felt like back then, not to make myself sound old, but I felt like back then people weren't really talking about mental health as much as we are now. And there wasn't as many resources available to seek help. So I didn't really get any resolutions going that route. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to pray. I tried assessing the situation. And what I realized was that I really wasn't dealing with the things that were making me extremely sad or depressed or just down. I don't really know what words to use to describe how I felt. But what I realized was that when I thought about those things that were bothering me, I would immediately like try to change the topic or like think about something else. I didn't actually deal with anything because I did not want to show any signs of vulnerability. I didn't like crying. I didn't like showing my emotions. Like I really had issues like showing my emotions and opening up to people. So every time I thought about something that was bothering me, I would immediately try thinking of something else. So what I decided to do was that I thought, okay, I'm not going to avoid anything anymore because things just keep piling up and it makes me feel very overwhelmed. And then I break down. So the first thing I did was I just started crying and 
like forcing myself to think about things and feel the pain that I was actually feeling instead of avoiding it. So the initial stages of healing looked like a lot of crying for me, a lot. And then eventually I did end up confronting my demons and I did get into a space where I could think about things and not cry. Like right now, like 16-year-old me would be amazed to hear me talk about these things without crying. Like I don't feel the least bit emotional right now because fortunately I have healed fully from that experience. But back then I couldn't even think about things or talk about things without crying and getting overwhelmed. So the first thing I did was I forced myself to actually feel how I felt so that I could finally get it off of my chest. Because here's the thing, right? One thing I had to realize was that it is okay to feel. I feel like nowadays in life, you just feel like a lot of things are happening at once. And this happens to everyone, regardless of what age you are. I feel like if you are younger, older people will always make it seem like whatever you're going through is not as bad or serious as what they are going through. And I feel like people tend to compare their struggles and that's seriously unnecessary because at the end of the day, everybody goes through different things. Everybody goes through hardships and struggles, but none of us go through the same thing because we have different paths in life. Like everything I have been through has been necessary to help me with the path that I am on. And the same applies for you. So I feel like it's pointless to compare your struggles to other people because the reason you are going through these things is to teach you something that you need to fulfill your destiny. What the other person is going through has nothing to do with you. So I really don't like when people try to compare struggles and try to make you feel like what you're going through is minor and it's not that important and you should get over it. And I feel like life just throws a lot at you and you're expected to just carry on like nothing happened. Like we don't really encourage people taking breaks and taking time off to heal and different things like that. I feel like now more than ever, people are talking more about mental health. And I think that's a great start. But at that point in time, when I was going through it, I felt like, I had to pretty much suck up how I was feeling and then put on a smile the next day or every time I was around people because I didn't feel like it was okay to be sad or to be going through the things that I was going through. So that's the first thing I learned. It's okay to feel. It's okay to take a break when you feel overwhelmed. And it's okay to just be out of service for a few days if you need. But just remember to get back up after you're done. Don't stay down. That's the most important thing. And then also, in addition to that, I have found it to be very beneficial to try to ask myself, what did I learn from that experience? Because one thing I've realized in hindsight is that Life will keep throwing you in the same situations over and over until you learn the lesson that you're supposed to learn. 
So if life is trying to teach you one plus one equals two, and it sends you this situation and you didn't learn because you didn't ask yourself, what did you learn from that? What did you do wrong? Where could you have improved? If you don't take the time to really assess the point of that hardship in your life, nine times out of 10, you're going to be sent into another situation. It might look different, but it's basically the same thing that's meant to teach you the same lesson. So that's why I have become very introspective. And I always have been in a sense, but I take it very seriously now because I realize if I can just do my best to learn the lesson the first time around, then should things ever present itself to me, then I can see the signs and I can avoid that situation altogether. And that brings me to my next point, which is the most important thing that changed my life for the better. Basically, when I started doing this, I realized that I eventually took control of my life and I changed my mindset. In summary, what I pretty much did was I went from a victim mentality where every time something happened to me, I would always ask, why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? And I started asking questions like, what did I learn from this? How could I improve? What are the red flags that I avoided or I, I chose not to pay attention to? Like, what could I have done differently? What did I learn? What did I learn from the situation? What did I learn about myself, et cetera, et cetera. Doing that pretty much shifts your mindset from being a victim to being in control of your life. And your life will start to change once you start to take control of it. So to give you an example, when I was telling my story, I mentioned that I asked a lot of questions like, why is this happening to me? Why did this happen to me? Why did I have to go through that? Why do I have to be so miserable? Why don't things ever work out in my favor? Why do people always do bad things to me, et cetera, et cetera? That is pretty much having a victim mentality. When you ask questions like that, it's because you think that everything that happens to you is meant to destroy you in some way. You basically think that things are happening to you instead of happening for you. Because now when I look back on the situation, I have gotten a lot stronger and a lot more resilient because ever since I was delivered from that experience, I felt like anything that I went through after that was like slight work. Like, to be honest, like if you have ever been at the point where you literally considered ending your life, you know that that's like the worst pain you have to be in ever to literally not want to live to see another day. And because I was able to go through that and grow and learn from that, when things happen to me now, I'm like, it's not even that serious, you know? And granted, that comes with all of the work that I have done in terms of building up my mindset but it really started with changing my perspective on what was happening in my life. I started trying to learn from what was happening and how it can help me moving forward versus looking at it like 
the devil was against me or something like that. Like, I didn't necessarily look at it like the devil was against me, but I felt like something, somebody was trying to hold me down, basically. I felt like life just wasn't working out in my favor. So I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I wasn't very optimistic. I was very pessimistic because I felt like everything was happening to me and not for me. So when I started asking myself, what was it doing for me? And I tried to learn from every experience, things started making more sense. And don't get me wrong, sometimes bad things happen and it just does not make sense. And it like it seriously, it does not make sense. And if you're if it's something really bad, when you're in the middle of all of that pain, it literally does not make sense. You don't even want a reason because you feel like, why did this even happen to begin with? But there's a reason behind everything, whether it's made clear in the beginning or not. Eventually, everything is going to come full circle. Like there are things that I would have been happy if I never had to experience these things, but I don't regret it in the end. Like I don't look at it like it was something that happened to me. I look at it as something that happened for me. And so just by shifting my perspective in that way, it doesn't make me feel like a victim and it makes me feel a lot better about the situation. Now, when I started doing that, that initially started to shift my mindset And what resulted from that was I got into a space of contentment. I was content because I wasn't depressed anymore. I had cried all of the tears I could cry. So I didn't feel like I had any more tears left in me. And I was now starting to evaluate situations versus just being a victim of them. So I got into this space of contentment where I wasn't happy and I wasn't sad. I was just, I was just okay, right? And then eventually I got into a space where I was surrounded by a lot of ambitious young women my age and seeing them be so ambitious and goal-oriented and just have a positive outlook on things really started to influence the way I looked at things. So my environment at that point in time paid a huge role in my life. My environment essentially made me want to be a more positive person. And it made me start reading self-help books. And then I think it was I think it was probably the power of positive thinking that I read. And basically, I think that was also around the time where I started watching a lot of motivational videos on YouTube. And it really shifted my perspective and it made me want to actually be happy and be in a good space instead of just being content. So I started um, learning about manifestation and I started with, affirmations and all of that positive energy. And as a result of that, teaching me how to be more positive, 
be more optimistic and always speak positive things over my life. Eventually, I got into a space where I was actually happy. And I truly believe that even to this day, I am still very happy despite any of the things I might go through in life because I see it as situations that are happening for me. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this to say I'm happy 24-7 and I don't have my days. Like, I'm very empathetic. I'm very emotional, despite the fact that I may not come off that way. So sometimes if something bothers me, I will literally have to put my phone on do not disturb. If I need to cry, I need to cry. I'll cry. I'll get it out of the way. Sometimes I have to be out of service. Like, sometimes I have to be out of service, fall off the map for some time to deal with things. And then eventually I always bounce back. And that's because of the mindset I was able to develop over the years. So now looking back at that point in time when I was 16 and I was at such a low point, if you had to ask me back then, why did that happen for me? I wouldn't have an answer. And that's the thing. I didn't have an answer to all of those questions when I started asking them back then. Like, I genuinely had no idea, but what came about that situation was that it taught me to rely on God. It taught me to lean on His understanding, not my own. And in hindsight, I can tell you, back then, I had no idea why it happened. I had no idea what I was supposed to learn from it. I was making progress asking questions about specific situations that I was dealing through. But in terms of being at that overall low point in my life, I had no idea why it happened for me. It was only years later when I got to a better point that I could answer that question. And basically what I concluded was that that experience had to happen for me to learn how to trust God and develop a relationship with God and lean on his own understanding and not my own. Because despite the fact that I went to a Catholic school, anybody who went to school with me knew I was not I was not necessarily a child of God back then. Like I didn't grow up in church. I didn't really grow up learning about religion and stuff like that. My exposure was basically what I was learning in Catholic school, but I felt like I didn't have a foundation. So I didn't really take in any of the things that we were learning at school. I was basically going through life, leaning on my own understanding and trying to make sense of everything. And I had no spiritual compass whatsoever. I was literally just trying to deal with everything by myself. So that experience taught me to develop a relationship with God and lean on His understanding and not my own. Secondly, it also taught me how to trust God and be patient when I don't feel like there is a way out of something. So, and that differs from the first thing I just said, in my opinion, because the first thing was learning to develop a relationship with God and 
figure all of that out because I literally had no idea how to do that. And then the second thing was learning how to trust him even when things are not improving. And I say that because when I initially started thinking positive, I saw some results, but here's the thing. The things I was dealing with back then that was breaking me, it didn't stop. Like it never changed. What actually changed was the way I reacted to it. I changed my mindset, I changed my perception, and I changed how I reacted to it. So it didn't have the same power over me that it had before. And I decided, or I learned how to trust God even when things, even when I was praying and things weren't changing immediately. It taught me patience. It taught me patience and it taught me resilience and it helped me develop a genuine relationship with God. It taught me the importance of having a spiritual compass. Like, honestly, I'm not here to like preach to people and tell you that you have to become a Christian or whatever, because I personally, and here's my thing, I didn't necessarily agree with you know, religions. I didn't really know about the different religions. I didn't know back then that you could still believe in God and not necessarily have a religion. I knew people with different religions and I didn't necessarily know which path to take. And I felt like all of the options complicated my decision. And then also what I realized is, and some people might get offended, but I'm still going to say because it's my experience. One of the things that really blocked me from having a relationship with God was I didn't like how judgmental some church people could be. Some, not all, and I'm not specifying any religion, but I didn't like how judgmental some church people would be. I let people dictate whether or not I would have a relationship with God based on how they acted. Because I felt like if you go to church and you worship God and this is how you act and this is how you treat me and this is how you judge me, then your religion must not be working because it's not teaching you anything. So I don't want to subscribe to that. But when I eventually started developing my relationship with God, I realized that it's not it's not up to anybody else. It's not up to what people think. It's not up to the pastor of the church, etc. because I listen to Joel Austin and some people have asked me like, why do I listen to Joel instead of whoever, whoever? But to me, that's like, that's where I have an issue because I feel like me trying to have a relationship with God is between me and God. Joel might be the messenger, like the medium, because I basically develop that through his messages, but it's not necessarily about him. I didn't like how a lot of people would judge pastors and ministers, etc., and say, okay, you can't go to this church or listen to this person because they did A, B, and C. To me, that didn't make any sense. That just sounded like hypocrisy because all of us have sin. So... I, di- I digress. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. 
The point is, I let all of that cloud my judgment and prevent me from actually having a relationship with God because I kept checking with people too much when I just had to pray. So that's basically the main things that I learned through that experience. It taught me to get closer to God. It gave me a spiritual compass. It also led me to the law of attraction and manifestation. It led me to positive thinking. It led me to reading all of these self-help books. And it led me on the trajectory that I am now in my life. And looking back, I would have never guessed that I would be where I am now when I didn't even want to live to see another day. But all of that served as the foundation for me seeing how bad things can be when you don't take control of your life. And when you go around with a victim mentality. So back then I used to think, why is this happening to me so young? Now I'm so grateful that it happened to me young because it set me on a completely different trajectory than a lot of people because a lot of people think I'm very mature for my age. A lot of people seem to be impressed with what I've accomplished thus far. And sometimes it makes me look unrelatable But in reality, it's because I went through such a dark moment in my life when I was so young and because I was able to get out of that and become resilient and develop my faith, my genuine faith and relationship with God and learn how to manifest and learn about affirmations and positive thinking and optimism, because I was able to learn all of that through that dark situation so young That's the only reason why I am such a positive person now. So if you are going through something and it doesn't seem like it's making any sense, just keep going through it, right? Go through it, grow through it, learn, be introspective, ask questions. What am I learning from this? How can I make the situation better? What actions can I take on my part to help change the situation? Really try to understand why things are happening for you instead of why things are happening to you. And like I said in the beginning, it might not make sense. It might not click until a few years from now. But as long as you keep that positive mindset going, it's going to make sense in the end and you'll realize why everything had to happen the way it happened. You will realize the role that that plays in your life and how it can help you ultimately fulfill your destiny. I truly believe that and I have been seeing great results by thinking this way. And so I would highly encourage anybody to... Work on your mindset if you are in a similar situation or if you feel like things are just always happening to you. I promise you, if you start working on your mindset, you start reading self-help books, your life will drastically change just by changing your mindset. And I will leave links to all of my favorite self-help books that I've read so far to help me along this whole personal growth journey. And I would highly, highly, 
highly recommend you read them. Your mindset is the first step to changing your life. Your thoughts are a lot more powerful than you think. Your thoughts and your words shape your life. You probably heard this a lot by now, but I'm telling you it's the truth. And some of these books that I'm going to recommend would really help you get on the right path if you're serious about changing your mind and living in abundance. So like I said, after I changed my mind and I decided to be more positive, I started saying affirmations. My life truly changed. Like I started speaking abundance over my life, financial abundance, good health, positive energy, amazing friends, etc. And literally all of that is manifesting itself. And in the beginning, it's hard. Like when I started saying affirmations, I didn't believe it. Like I truly didn't believe it. But the thing is, with all of that repetition, when you keep saying things over and over, eventually you start to believe it and then it starts to manifest. So like I said, I will leave some books in the description that will help you change your mindset and learn how to manifest. And honestly, I don't think it'll be that many. It's probably only going to be about three books, honestly, but they have really helped me and I'd highly recommend them if you need help with any of the things that I mentioned. Some people choose to go the spiritual route and some people choose to go with the law of attraction. Personally, I follow both of them because ultimately it's the same. You just call the source a different name, but I choose to go with both of them. Both of them work. Both of them help me. It's up to you. I'm not necessarily recommending one over the other because I use both. But like I said, I will leave those books in the description. And I really hope that this episode helped you if you are in a dark place or maybe if you're coming out of a dark place and you're trying to make sense of it. Um, I really hope it was helpful. Um, I also hope that it helps you understand me a bit better. I know, you know, I don't know everybody who listens, but I know there are some people who probably have some misconceptions about me because I can come off very positive, very optimistic. And that doesn't sound like a bad thing, but I feel like if somebody's not necessarily in the best mood and I'm still positive and optimistic, it kind of makes me look like, does anything bad ever happen to you? I feel like a lot of people think that nothing bad ever happens to me, but that's seriously not true. I just handle these things in a different way because I've been to such a low point in my life and I have no intentions of getting back there. And don't get me wrong, there have there have been times where I felt like I was really being tested. But like I said, because I was in such a dark place so young for so long and I learned how to be resilient and I learned how to trust God, now when things happen, even when I don't see a way, I just give it to God. And I just also try to manifest. I say affirmations and I don't speak on negative things. 
Like you will never or rarely hear me saying anything in the negative. If I want something, I talk and I speak as if I have it. If I don't have something or it just seems impossible, I still say my affirmations. I still pray. I still trust God. And if something bad happens, I usually don't give it the attention that I would give something positive. Like if something bad or undesirable happens, if it's bad enough to the point where I feel like I need to cry, then I'll cry. I'll take some time. I'll deal with it. But when you see me and when I speak, I'm going to be speaking positivity. I'm not going to give that negative thing any attention, any emotion other than what I need to release to deal with it and get over it. But I'm not going to speak in the negative as if that's something that I may always have to deal with or if that's something that is going to hold me back. I always speak in the positive. I'm always optimistic. If I'm going through something bad and I see a quote that speaks to the positive side of it, that is what I will share on Instagram or retweet. That is what I choose to give my attention to. And eventually I always end up in a much better place because I tend to be more positive. So like I said, I don't ignore negative things. I definitely endure negative things. I definitely have been through some things since then. But like I said, I don't let these things control my life or my emotions. I just pray and I give it to God. And you'll always see the best of me. Like you'll always see me in a positive light. So like I said, because I went through that situation when I was younger and I realized how having a victim mentality can literally send you over the edge, I made a conscious decision never ever to go back to that place in my life. And so I don't look at things like I'm a victim. And because of that, it's also hard for me to deal with people who constantly act like a victim. And it's not that I look down on anybody, but it's because I went through that situation and it literally almost took my life. I know two things. Number one, because I'm an empathetic person, if I hang around you and you're always negative, then eventually you're going to start bringing down my energy, bringing down my mood. And I, I'm going to feel like you're taking me back to that point in my life where I promised I would never, ever get to. So I'm going to distance myself more and more if you continue to be negative. And the second thing I know for sure is that when you are negative, when you speak negative, you are manifesting more negativity. So nothing in your life is going to change. You are going to keep having negative experiences because that is what you constantly speak over your life. And so you're just going to be an energy killer to be around and it's not actually going to change. So if I see somebody who's in that position and they genuinely don't want to try 
to be more positive, to work on themselves, to change their mindset and their perspective. I just cannot be around that situation because it literally almost took my life. Like, I don't want anything to do with it now. Like, it's just a very sensitive topic for me. But yeah, that's pretty much my experience on how having a victim mentality literally almost killed me. And I hope it was helpful to some of you. I hope that you can learn something from it. And in case anything I said on mindset wasn't clear, I will be making more episodes on shifting your mindset and moving into an abundance mindset. I just wanted to talk about my experience first so that it can make sense as I release more episodes. As always, I appreciate you listening. If you liked this episode, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you know anybody that could benefit from listening to this episode, whether they're going through a similar situation or whatever the situation is, make sure you share it with them. And also feel free to share on Instagram as well and make sure you tag me at secluded.thoughts. I will also leave a link in the description to the Instagram so you can follow And yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.